Hey, it's Mark from No Wristbands. We are joined in this week's episode by self-professed Oklahoma emo band, Ben Quad. Ben Quad recently put out their first album, I'm Scared, That's All There Is, on Chillwave Records and received rave reviews from the indie slash emo underground. They sit down and talk with us about how they formed the band, what being in a music desert like Oklahoma is like, the excitement of putting out their new album and playing packed rooms on their most recent tour. It was a pleasure getting to know them, and it's clear to see how their ease with one another translates to making some outstanding music. Big things are on the horizon for them, and we're excited to see where they go from here. Please enjoy our chat with Ben Quad, and as always, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at No Wristbands. Thanks. Have a good one. Welcome back to our latest episode of No Wristbands. We drink for free. I'm, of course, your host, Mark Joyner, joined today with Papa Novak and yep. the gentlemen of Ben Quad, Henry, Sam, and Edgar. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? Oh, living the dream. Exactly. Living the dream. Uh, so thanks to agree- for agreeing to come on the pod. Uh, let's start. Let's just get into it. How did you guys all meet? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. A bit of a bit of stuff here and there. I think the the longest one is Henry and I have known each other since about first grade, wow. um, which is the one of the times I lived in Oklahoma. We had met um, at the same school, um, and Edgar we actually found through a Craigslist ad. Yeah, wild. <laughs> which is a crazy time. He lived in a town about forty five minutes away from us. On this um, connection, huh? Yeah, yeah, straight up. It was, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was one of those, uh, you know. I met you at a, a Chuck E. Cheese a long time ago. You said you liked music. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were just trying to get that get that going. No, but but yeah, it was. I think it literally was just band looking for or guitarists looking for band. Yeah, I think our old singer posted a, a Craigslist ad, and I like was bored out of my mind at an internship in Wichita, so I responded, and then we all met up, and then uh, you know, coincidentally enough, we ended up dropping or. Our, uh, the rhythm guitarist we were going to have ended up leaving, you know, just because he was busy and stuff. And then we recruited Sam. And so that's how yeah. we got Sam. So I was the last member in Ben Quad for those okay. first years, like when we first yeah. started. And then um, our older bassist and older singer, who is still on a few tracks we have on Spotify. Some of our older stuff is actually still him. Um, but uh, he ended up uh, uh, leaving the band. And so that's when we got Henry who's now the newest member, but I, I think Henry, it's funny. Cause we've also, it's like a weird full circle. Cause we've known each other for so long. <laughs> uh, and to, to cover what you all do, Sam, you're the lead singer. Yes. Yes. The singer and play rhythm, rhythm guitar. guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Henry, guitar. you are the bassist. Yeah. I play and bass and do backup vocals. Yes. And Edgar, mm-hmm. you're the lead guitarist. Shredder. Excuse me. Shredder. That's such a solid name, by the way. It is. Uh, yes. So, so yeah, that, I, I know you guys started putting some stuff out in 2018. Did the yeah. band start before that or, or did you start putting stuff out right away? Literally right, right. Yeah. We started putting stuff out right away. I think it was actually only the second practice ever. I had been with them as the last member of the band um, at that time, like that lineup. I think we started recording and I had only hung out with them like two other times before that. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was a very like, you know, we kind of hit the ground running. I know, Edgar, this is your first band, right? Yeah, this is my first band. So yeah, this was actually, I think everyone except for me, I had been in some local stuff since like 2015, just bouncing from band to band, um, just in like the Oklahoma City and Norman uh, uh, scenes. And um, so I, I think it was awesome to then join a band where literally all these dudes were like, 
let's do it. Let's hit the mm-hmm. ground running. Let's go. I was so tired of slow playing stuff like I had been, you know, with other bands. People just weren't as dedicated. But yeah, we we immediately started putting stuff out. Absolutely. Uh, so Henry, what uh, what about that connection felt so immediate? And like, yeah, let's take this thing to the next level. They were very serious about it. And like right when I joined is like when they decided like, okay, we're going to take this band really seriously. So like that was really refreshing. So like right when I got in, it was like, okay, everyone's on the same page here. So it worked out really well. Yeah, no, Henry. Oh, love Henry. Henry was just around also in local bands. Um, This is not Henry's first band either. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was he was he had been coming out to Ben Quad shows, I think, as well, actually, um, Mm -hmm. which was so awesome. The band already knew him. It was just a perfect fit. Um, Yeah, I think we're also at that age. We're in our mid 20s. You know, I think like we're past the point of like the high school band kind of like oh friends Mm -hmm. getting together which is fun don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong friends getting together having some drinks or you know chilling partying playing some music doing some covers trying to write around stuff i think this was just straight up like no we need a nose down let's like we've got so much creative juice let's just use all of it that we can and and try to get something out uh you being like the the elder statesman of the band who's who's been in bands before were you like this is how we're going to do it or is it more like as a group you guys make those decisions together definitely as a group definitely as a group i i i may i may talk the most but i don't think i think i make maybe the least amount of decisions uh is the funny <laughs> part i think it's definite like it's it's definitely all you know uh, uh a very group oriented and that's the same for writing and stuff too um which we can talk about more later but yeah the the band is very much a, a group element for sure uh, for those of you as, of us, our listeners out there who may not be as familiar as, as you guys all are about the Oklahoma music scene, what is that, that scene like? Edgar, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'd say Oklahoma is a bit of a, like a music desert. There's like very few bands, but the ones that are good are really fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's Cliff Diver, Chad Pyle, Downward, Kirsten Knife. Like, and you can, you know, name off a couple more, but it's kind of, it's kind of like a weird scenario where there's, like really good music but like not enough bands like making that music so the scene is like sparse and in between like uh we struggle a lot with like you know filling out bills yeah like uh you know just getting bands to come just because you know i don't know the the bands are few and also the crowds you know sometimes don't show up yeah Yeah. it kind of it kind of reminds me of um i don't know if you guys have read sell out by dan ozzy but him talking about uh it's about like a self-explanatory name but like bands making that leap from like the indie label to a major label but it kind of reminds me of you guys talking about this reminds me of jimmy Eat world and like how they talk about the arizona music scene yeah. and how it was kind of yeah. like we have to go play somewhere else if we're gonna like get seen uh-huh. so where's that place that you guys are like yeah so where do you guys go are you like we're going to austin or we're going to like where do you guys go when you're like we need to get outside of well, oklahoma to play shows it's funny you ask we actually only did that really for the first time this year um mm-hmm. this has all been so quick honestly because we were basically on hiatus um for 2020 and 2021 i yeah, would say basically. mostly um and we really you know we put out that single what like september of 2021 yeah. so yeah towards the more towards the end of september um uh we're gonna be here for a while that single um which did like moderately well for a band that literally we hadn't done anything in two years yeah, or you know a year at that hard. point um and so we just found out that, you know, cause like we, we do get some really good shows. I'm not trying to rack on the Oklahoma scene too much. We do get some good shows, but we just found out going to, you know, places like uh, Springfield, Missouri was a crazy show. Madison, Wisconsin was a crazy show. Um, uh, like 
I think we just realized like, oh yeah, okay. Our scene is outside of Oklahoma. Again, we've uh-huh. got great bands here, but it's, it's yeah. Uh-huh. You know are, are, so are, are there good yeah. clubs to play at in o- Oklahoma City? Uh, I wouldn't call them clubs. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some bars you can play at. Okay. And I think that's the other thing is that like, uh, specifically our scene, which is probably like three or four bands straight up. I think just yeah. us, uh, Sunfo, King Pink, and who else? Maybe like, you know, a couple smaller bands. Yeah, like some yeah. punk bands. There's some punk that kind of, you know, we genre bend and play the same mm-hmm. shows. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, I think, you know, for us, I think, uh, you know, we're from Oklahoma City, but like even like an hour and a half away, we'll go to Tulsa. And we'll have more kids show up there just because people think we're like <laughs> yes. a Tulsa band at this point. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, we play Tulsa. That's so that's that's a good answer to your question. I didn't even think about that. We do play Tulsa more than we play Oklahoma City. Um, and our first couple years being a band, we were nominated for Tulsa Music Award stuff because they thought we were from Tulsa. Wow. It was so funny. Was that awkward to break that news? <laughs> we did no, not. We haven't broken. We, we've never broken it to them. So it's maybe if they're listening, right they here. might find out. But, <laughs> but to this day, we're still kind of claiming Tulsa just because I, I do think locally, it's just a way more vibrant and way more mm-hmm. um, community-driven scene. Oklahoma City just has a hard time finding a community. I just don't think there's enough people um, with that kind of loyal drive to build a community. But in Tulsa, it's an artsy place. I think most of like the more famous artists from Oklahoma have been from Tulsa recently anyway, uh, like St. Vincent. And I'm trying to think of some other uh, people out of Tulsa as well. Flaming Lips, maybe? Well, Flaming Lips <laughs> is actually Oklahoma City, I think, right? Okay. They run a school here in Oklahoma City. Henry can tell you about that. He goes to the school still. Um, mm. The Academy of Contemporary Music. Um, uh, and literally like the Flaming Lips dudes work the school it's actually kind of cool wow. the wow. drummer's the business mm-hmm. guy the derek the guitarist is like the music performance guy they've got performance business production it's actually really cool henry can you confirm that <laughs> yeah it's really cool yeah it's, it's <laughs> having um like nick the drummer from family lips is the teacher he's, he's really cool and like knowing like all the business info and like everything uh-huh. that goes on in like the industry and all that stuff it's really nice ha- having him as like a mentor in that situation yeah has sorry. he been able to help you guys in any tangible way like any advice, sage words, um, wisdom he's passed along to you that you guys have taken out on the road? With no, you? I actually haven't like been like involved in the in the school like, ever since I joined the band. So it hasn't really I have given that info ever since then. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if he's listening, give him some advice. <laughs> please, please give him some advice. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys think you're like Oklahoma lifers, or do you want to like go live somewhere else and try it at another venue? Like, where what are we thinking here? Funny, yeah, funny you ask. (laughs) (laughs) We want to move to a bigger city, like, especially after we've toured, you know, a little bit down the Midwest. We've just seen, like, how you know people come out to shows and like how supportive their scenes are. Not to say that Oklahoma City is like bad or anything, but I think we're just kind of ready to like move out of like Mm -hmm. the middle of nowhere to kind of go to sure, say, like Philly or something. That would be cool, yeah, yeah. Well, um. You know, I was just watching something on modern baseball today and I was just like reminiscing about the Philly scene and everything like that. I'm like, man, there's a while there where like everything was hitting so well, but we're Chicago podcast. So you guys should move to Chicago. Exactly. (laughs) We were actually thinking about Chicago or yeah, I hate to say it, Milwaukee, just because it's cheaper. But uh, uh, but no, we're we're definitely it's it's on the list because. We uh, we didn't play Chicago, but all of our uh, Wisconsin shows have been absolutely insane. And I can only imagine, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what a Chicago show would be like. Yeah, uh, the best l- ever. Lots of great places to play in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so the, the, it's a hot button issue this week because of uh, emo week on the ringers website. And uh, people have this propensity to say like, we're not an emo band or like we're an indie band. And I kind of feel like emo has been weaponized against people. Whereas like now what I would deem like 10 years ago, just to be like indie music is now labeled as emo music. How do you guys self-identify your music? I've, I've heard people describe us as like down the middle emo and you know, I think we have a really wide like range of influence and stuff, but you know, I don't mind the emo tech. I think it fits your music pretty well. And a lot of the bands that kind of inspired like me, especially are emo bands. So I'd call us an emo band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I think uh, I've heard, I think I've heard like we have, we have a little bit more, I think like pop elements to us as well than a mm-hmm. lot of the more uh, uh, contemporary kind of, like I guess Midwest emo has. Um, I don't know though. I think emo. Like, what is emo today? What's like the emo band? Is that still like Mom Jeans and Hot Mulligan? Is that still? Are those the emo bands right now? I guess. I, I mean, it's so hard to even say. Yeah, it is. It's it, crazy. Yeah. And, Especially when you the get fact, stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that like anybody who is in in theoretically in that scene is like no 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 we're not in that then that adds another oh, yeah. layer of complexity right. to yeah. it right <laughs> yeah five uh, years from now we're gonna say we weren't ever in yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> i always think of like when i think of like fifth way i always think barely civil which is like you know a, a milwaukee okay, band yeah. so like i'm like yeah but but again i think it's just like now intricate guitar work and then like emotional lyrics just immediately gets tagged as emo and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but like i think it could be kind of restrictive whereas like you know 10 20 years ago that would just been like oh that's just good emo uh, indie music Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree i was actually talking to henry about it today like one of my i think one of my bigger influences one of my favorite bands is pup and i see them Mm -hmm. as like above like i can't necessarily call them punk even though they have a lot of punk i can't call them emo even though they Mm -hmm. have a lot of emo lyric Mm -hmm. content I can't call and I honestly strive to be like that. I strive to, mm-hmm. to kind of be like, you know, above the genres to an extent and and not in like a pretentious way, but literally like <laughs> I would like for people to have a hard time categorizing us. Sure. I think I think that's a goal. Well, I mean, according to your your band camp, you guys are butt rock. So we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it was you it's what you have to do down here in Oklahoma. You have to tell people you're butt rock and then they'll go listen to you. <laughs> uh, you tell them you're playing on Cat Fest or Rock Lahoma. And then, and then that's how you get the lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys were talking a little bit about your, your influences who have been like your biggest musical influences that have, that you're like, I strive to make music like these people. Yeah, I guess we could just go down the line. Cause I think all of us have different influences. It's true. Yeah. About to hear it. Edgar, we'll start with you. Yeah, then we'll go sure. to Sam. Then we'll go to Henry. Sounds good. I think for me, I like, especially guitar work wise, like uh, just like, Around like uh, high school, I just like dove into Midwest emo. Before that, I was like a metal guy, but uh, I really dove into like the noodly guitar playing until like Algernon Cadwallader, Snowing, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. There's like some lesser known bands like Grown Ups from Chicago. There's mm-hmm. a Castavet too that I oh, really, love. Castavet, yeah, yeah. All those bands are just like really formative for me, and so mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of the guitar work from that. And then I think I lot I got a lot of the guitar work from like metal bands well kind of like hardcore metal bands like converge i really like mm-hmm. like super uh kind of dissonant and yeah. uh kind of creative stuff that's like a great that. way to so, describe converge <laughs> yeah um yeah and a little bit of gent i think too i really like this band after the burial and so just like shreddy stuff like that um that's it for me though 
Cool. Awesome. Sam, how about you? Yeah, no, uh, so I, I definitely, I, um, I was just, as a kid, I was definitely into music, I think more than, you know, like a lot of kids just listen to like the radio and stuff, which is super sick. But I was lucky that my parents kind of got me like a uh, modest mouse, I think is one of my biggest influences just ever, just as far as, I don't know, uh, uh, vibes, maybe, I don't know. Their, their, uh, uh, their albums are some of my favorites, but then as a, as a high schooler, I started getting super into pop punk, which is kind of where things started to, to kind of branch out for me. I started <laughs> mm-hmm. listening to a lot more stuff. And it was actually, I can remember specifically, cause I was super big into like, you know, the wonder years um, story so far, uh, uh, Seaway uh, when they started doing their early stuff was really fun. Um, and then uh, let's see the, there was a show. It was like one of the craziest lineups I'd ever seen. It was the wonder years, uh, Real Friends, Modern Baseball, Citizen, Fireworks. Mm-hmm. And I might be forgetting one other. I think this was like 2014. Um, and that's when I heard uh, Modern Baseball really for the first time. I had been mm. hearing some of their stuff, but then I think that was after their second album. I think You're Gonna Miss It All came out. Um, yeah. And so they were touring. I heard their stuff. I got to hang out with those guys, meet them. They were super nice. <laughs> and this is where this rabbit hole led down to where then I bought the <laughs> Marietta and Modern Baseball split. And oh, I put on yeah. that first, that Marietta side, I think it's couples therapy. I put on that Marietta side and just that first little, like uh, 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 super bad um, soundbite. And then just immediate screaming. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. What is this kind of music? This is a little different. So I was a little late to the party. As far as the emo came, I was definitely more of a pop punk, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and just regular alternative music kind of kid. And then is that, that where the sound bites from your album come from? Like that's that the inspiration from it? Hundred percent, hundred percent nostalgia. <laughs> just all those, all those emo revival bands uh, mm-hmm. absolutely just killed it with their sound bites. And so I think we definitely try to emulate that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. How much of your time is taken up, like just watching random things and be like, oh, we gotta take that. <laughs> A lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time going through like compilations being like all right this is the one this is the (laughs) one and i think what's even funnier is if you catch us playing live henry uses uh just like a rc30 loop pedal um and we just upload that with i think we have like 15 different sound bites on there just for Mm. um when we're tuning Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we gotta go between tuning sometimes we gotta just put a capo on and that requires tuning so like we just have these perfect little sound bites and and songs and clips really clears up the silence really well it does i hate how silent it gets at emo shows uh-huh. when bands got to switch from dad fad to twinkle. And it's like, Oh my God, just a whole minute of nothing. Yeah. They were saying uh, American football. They're like, yeah, when we were a band at first, it was just like, we played like three songs and the last, the, the, the show is just tuning. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, Henry, we didn't forget about you. What are your mm-hmm. musical influences? Um, I'd say starting out, it got pretty much as generic as you can be like, Blink-182, Mark Hoppus, big influence on me, (laughs) yeah, for sure. And then after that, and just like being like into like pop punk and like bands on like drive-through records back in the day, and then it started then getting into that band right there and Colin Greenwood and Radiohead, they're a big influence on me for sure. And then another band I would say probably Deftones and Chi Chang, they're a big influence on my playing for sure. And um, other than that, I'd say yeah, I'd say yeah, I put Mark Hoppus is probably my biggest one. I would say. Uh, so we have to ask at that Radiohead poster there. Uh, are they done? <laughs> I, I feel like they are. And honestly, I'd be a, a Moonshape Pool is my one of my favorites by them. I'd be OK if they stopped there, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
I saw them on like the tour for that. And I, it's like so amazing anytime you see them because they're just like, you're like, oh my God, those people are so famous. It must mm-hmm. be like what being in Ben Quad's like. And no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, is that the Tulsa band, Ben Quad? Uh, and I would love to see more of them, but at the same time, kind of like you ended like so perfectly. It's great to not have like a, a clunker in their, their discography, but we'll form our version of the smile eventually. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Uh, so what's your creative process like, guys? Uh, usually I'll write a riff and then kind of, uh, you know, make like a skeleton structure for the song and then I'll present it to the rest of the guys and uh, we'll fill out the song like Isaac will add his drums and then, you know, uh, Henry and Sam will add like riffs and stuff into it. And then after that, we kind of just sit down and really write lyrics. And so the lyric thing kind of comes afterwards. We actually have this cool thing where uh, as we're writing lyrics, we'll read them back to each other like poetry. And if it sounds bad, then then they're not good, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Do you have any, like, uh, any nuggets right there where you're like, that's not quite right now, but we're going to come back to that and make something about that later? 100%. 100%, Yeah, yeah. That happens actually often because, like, we'll we'll pick, you know, themes and ideas and we'll stick to them, uh, uh, you know. And and so sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, that – that line is close. That line's, I like some of the words in there, but maybe we should rephrase it. Maybe we should, you know, think of a, a different, you know, style of diction. Maybe we should just kind of figure out. Uh, and so, yeah, like poetry, maybe a more beautiful way to say it, you know, but then sometimes we always just kind of end up going back with just like the blunt, just like, you know what? The music is already, you know, flowery and, and, you know, some of our songs sound kind of happy, but we'd rather, you know, then the lyrical content be like, absolutely just like, <laughs> Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, so I think I think we always end up reverting back to just a darker poetry for sure. Um, so how long were you guys writing songs before you put out your first one? Like, you know, with with like Bandcamp and SoundCloud and everything like this, there's such a lower barrier of entry to like putting out something nowadays. Mm-hmm. How did you know, like, okay, this is good enough that we we are not going to be embarrassed to put this out into the world? So we. It's not on the internet anymore, but we recorded the most embarrassing demo. Ever. <laughs> like, um, we got, on YouTube. I saw some uh, re-uploads. It's messed um, up. I don't like it. No, there is a forbidden disc that I will never let anyone see. <laughs> well, there is the even, even earlier than what he saw. Yeah. yeah, there's a disc. Uh, yeah. very, and what I was talking about earlier, we, we recorded like the second day I had even been in the band. Oh, wow. uh, uh, you know, so there's a very secret disc that may may stay hidden forever. But uh, yeah, we <laughs> uploaded it to uh, Bandcamp immediately to get on this festival. And we had only been like a band for like a month. We were like, all right, we're playing Norman Music Fest. Uh, we made the band name that same night. We recorded, we uploaded it. So we kind of like you know, kind of like you were asking. Uh, we kind of didn't even do that. We just like uploaded all our <laughs> bullshit like immediately. Uh-huh. Kind of refine the craft as we went yeah yeah it was embarrassing it was a hunt but we didn't know it we didn't know it at the time is the thing is it was very embarrassing uh so how do you come up with the name is there a ben quad on some college campus in oklahoma so oh, yeah. it's actually we're actually named after a star wars character ben okay. quadaneros was our original band name um wow ben quadaneros is a pod racer from episode one phantom menace mm. um and it's funny, we actually just I, I just rewatched this movie the other day. He, oh, yeah, I watched um, it like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the he's the pod racer that doesn't even get off the starting line. With oh, yeah. the very beginning. <laughs> he just ends up like his machine just explodes, like he just never even gets to race. Um, well, I we hope that's not a metaphor for you guys. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. We, we thought it was really silly. We were like, 
Well, we're, we're literally, we've never, we've practiced three times and we're trying to get onto a festival. <laughs> this is not going to go well. This is, we're not even going to get to take off. So um, yeah, it was a bit of a metaphor. And then no one could pronounce Ben Quadaneros. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to, uh, yeah. you know, it was just a confusing thing to read. So we shortened it. And I think that also is saving us from Disney uh, lawsuits. <laughs> so I think it all in all. Uh-huh. Kind of- yeah, so- yeah. You're like, and, we'll change and, the name, but you have to put us in the next Star Wars movie. Got it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And based on the name, I mean, realistically, there's no other type of band that you could have been except for emo, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was always the intent. Definitely. Yeah. And we were way more. Those two, we have two early songs on Spotify. Um, and if you hear those. Hello? Oh, did we cut out? Uh-oh. Oh, I think your headset cut out. Yep. There you go. All right, there we go. Here we go. Where what was a, what a cliffhanger that two, was. Two songs. two songs on Pod on Spotify. Okay, on Spotify. Yeah. So in those in those, so we had only released you know uh, uh, those two songs on Spotify, but those two songs were definitely more of like a theatrical kind of emo. If you've heard them, they're a little more <laughs> like slow, a little more drawn out. The lyrics, I would say, are a lot cringier. I think they're way more. You know, <laughs> we were like college boys at the time, just like oh my feelings and uh uh, i think this our stuff we're putting out now i think it's just the matured version of what we were for sure yeah um yeah the new one is awesome yeah it's so good uh how do you guys know that you had enough material for an album like how did that process work i know you're on a label now like did you go to them did they come to you like how'd that work out yeah so um funny you ask because we were basically like for a while we were like all right is this an ep is this an album because the record is only like seven songs and mm-hmm. 20 minutes long right. and uh you know we were kind of conflicted with that but you know with like the way kind of music is being uh you know distributed now like with singles and people don't right. really you know everyone kind of has right. adhd now right like listening to music and so we were like all right by now, you know, we put out a bunch of singles just because of the way the schedule worked out. We were like, you know, fuck it. This is an album. It's good enough. All the songs are are there. And, you know, it has a lot of substance. So we were like, this is an album. Um, yeah. So that begs the question, like, do you go ahead? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it definitely stemmed from going on Spotify and seeing our friends who put out, you know, like 10, 12, uh, even 15 song albums and you can literally see on spotify when you're on the computer you can see the numbers dropping off <laughs> as you know, the album gets longer just like oh there's a thousand less a thousand less a thousand less so we were like screw that why would we waste the money making 15 songs when people are only going to listen to seven of them anyway mm-hmm. we'll just put our best seven songs sure. on it so that's that's how we did it yeah yeah um so are you guys currently working on on new music and like do you have a release timeline on that are you like let's just enjoy having put out i'm scared that's all there is and and let that ride for a while or are we scared that's all there is from ben quad at the present <laughs> who knows it might be a self-fulfilling like prophecy kind of thing <laughs> no, <laughs> no. i hope uh, not remote um yeah it's a greatest hits by remote drive kind of thing um <laughs> but uh yeah we're writing music right now we have like some really good opportunities that i that i think we're not allowed to say yet okay uh, oh yeah so uh yeah some smaller like single things and like a split that like kind of blew our minds when the bands were like yeah we're gonna do it um cool yeah so we're just we're kind of aiming to write like three or four songs right now yeah Uh, it maybe it didn't feel this way for you guys because obviously you've been living it but it seems like you put out the album and it just kind of like blew up super quickly right like i'd never heard you guys and i saw i love twitter and i was on twitter 
and somebody mentioned it and I was like, well, let me check this out. Then I immediately was like, oh my God, I'm like completely floored by this. Not to, mm-hmm. to not to like, you know, kiss your ass. <laughs> like, I really think it's like amazing music. And I sent it to Papa and I was like, you gotta listen to this. Like we yeah. have this band on the pop. Right. So like, did it feel as like rapid in ascent as it may have appeared from the outside? I think yeah. so. I think uh, we had managed to get like a good, like internet following. Uh, definitely like beforehand but like the response to it was just like crazy like you know we just made like a tweet like the night it came out then we woke up and it had blown up a little bit and then you know everyone kind of just rallied behind us that day so it was pretty nuts yeah i I think blood for the blood god was also doing well at that point already Mm -hmm. it was going a little bit viral on tiktok um and and a few other places that i think people were starting to take a little more notice so i think that song was definitely a really good single that was kind of getting mm-hmm. people like a little anticipation we were getting a little anticipation more yeah, than i sure. ever thought we would have for a band that was on hiatus you know just a year before uh not even sure uh, you know 10 months or so and and then yeah when when the album started doing so good and like god ah, we can look at the i think you know one of the things is that you don't want to get trapped by like playlisting um on on you know spotify or other you know streaming places uh, uh you want to make sure there's like a good balance you want to be on playlists but sometimes that stuff can kind of like i don't know it, it, it can it can trap you um with your newer stuff and it can it can kind of uh, uh set an expectation um that you know we always want to live up to but i think then uh you know when we realized a lot of the album is by word of mouth that's been mm-hmm. the craziest part mm-hmm. we just didn't expect so many people to tweet out about us you know to, to make little stories about it. we did not expect that from anyone outside of our state um mm-hmm. and to be honest it was way more uh you know people outside of our state than even inside our state we had way more you know uh outside locals than local support so it, yeah I, it, com- it was definitely compl- blindsiding to me i don't know maybe edgar spends a lot more time i think on on those types of <laughs> yeah. platforms yeah, I think, uh, like Sam said, I think the growth we experienced was really organic and, like, word of mouthy. Like, I don't know, sometimes we'll check our Spotify stats and it'll have, like, a really good distribution of, like, you know, listeners on playlists instead of, like, Spotify algorithm stuff. And mm-hmm. so, like, uh, yeah, just a lot of organic growth. And, uh, yeah, we already had kind of, like, some, a lot of, like, uh, you know, steam going for us when Blood God came out and, uh yeah, kind of just like snowballed after that. Definitely. Seems like you too. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. It, it seems like uh, from what I've seen online, there's a lot of people uh, jumping on the uh, uh, Joan of Hill song. And um, on that one, you also have a guest vocalist on it. So how did that come about? Oh, that is Taylor Haynes. He is He's like the, and this is not having to do with his age. He's like the granddad of the scene. Um, <laughs> uh, and he, cause he had been in local bands for years. I mm-hmm. had grown up, you know, seeing his bands. Uh, uh, it was one of those things where I was always in a lot smaller bands back in the day. I'm like, oh, I, could just, I could just hang out with those guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. They, they do something. Um, and so yeah, Taylor Haynes is in King Pink and Cheap Kites. Um, which are, are two local bands uh, that we love and, and play with as much as we can. And his mm-hmm. vocals have just always been insane. And what's on the, what's on the song is like a second take. Yeah. It, it's, it's, nice. He doesn't even have to re- I mean, he tries, mm-hmm. I don't want to under, you know, understand this and the uh-huh. hard work that goes into it, but it, it looks like he doesn't have to try. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Uh-huh. This dude's pipes work. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was just, a, we, we knew we had to get, you know, 
him on something and we figured yeah why not the album like you mm-hmm. know it's it's a little more local uh uh support as well like trying to get right. his name out there because he really does deserve it it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. awesome That's awesome so you said you guys were on like a hiatus prior like you know 10 months ago or whatever what precipitated that was that covid related uh and then like what brought you guys back together yeah, I'm trying I, to I stir mean, up any shit right now. So no, no, no definitely not. In advance. I, I think what it was is we all had just very separate like hardships going on as well as COVID. Um, I think there was there was literally just a lot of crazy life stuff happening to all of us individually. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like we didn't have as much time for the band. And when we did have time for the band, because of our outside life, you know, kind of affecting us and our moods and everything, it just wasn't the same it wasn't as fun you know it wasn't it was a lot more uh stress than it was you know feeling worth at the time i don't know what do you think Edgar? yeah i think it was a big combination of like like sam said everyone going through you know some shit so like you know i have i was having some family trouble i know you sam had just gone through like a big breakup that was kind of bringing you down oh, yeah. and like uh you know everyone was kind of just caught up in like quarantine we only got to meet up like once a month and even then it was like in in like isaac's backyard because <laughs> mm-hmm. we weren't like allowed to like be so close to each other yeah we mm-hmm. practiced outside for like a month yeah. um and you know we were six feet apart in this you know oklahoma uh 100 uh, degree weather <laughs> like just trying to practice <laughs> trying to enjoy it but uh yeah so we tried to we started writing the record like right when COVID hit so that just like plummeted and then mm-hmm. and like i said we were all going through it and then you know, we, we had like some internal issues where our singer just was not like, you know, pulling his weight. So we were just like, oh, dude, we were in a really rough spot. And we ba- it basically turned into hiatus for like, you know, like a year, basically. A year. Um, and then it wasn't until like a year later, like early 2021, when, you know, we basically asked our singer to leave the band and then had Sam take over vocals that we really, you know, started to sprout again. I mm-hmm. think that was kind of like the the new year, new me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we started writing songs again. We, that's when we really started, you know, just, you know, focusing on the record. We started meeting up more often. Yeah. So that's kind of how we yeah. sprouted. That's when we Sam got was Henry it, too. Yeah. That's when we got Henry. Uh, Sam, was it scary to be like, okay, I'm the lead singer now. <laughs> it was, and it still is. It's still yeah. is. It's <laughs> up to, you know, uh, we just got back from our first, you know, actual tour. Uh, and, yeah, my voice was shot, you know, by day three. And I was like, oh, I knew this would happen. You know, I could have prevented this. But I don't know. I think all of our songs are like right at the top of my range, too. I think that's the thing is like it's, mm. it's all I'm, I'm right at the top every time. <laughs> I'm just a little bit every night, uh, uh, you know, to get those vocals out. But I think at the same time, that's what makes it fun, because if it's not if it's not challenging, then I don't, I don't know. It's, it can still be fun. But I, I do like the challenge. Um, I had been the lead singer of like previous bands. Uh, like I was in a, a little two piece punk band. Uh, that was the first thing that I had uh, uh, really ever done like shows with. Um, so I, I don't mind, you know, being uh, front and center, obviously. Um, but <laughs> I, I do, uh, I do worry about, you know, you know, one of five men performance performance can get, uh, uh, you know, uh, a little hairy. Sometimes I just got to worry about my voice more. I think that's what it is. There's just more responsibility. I think that's the only, you know, issue. And that was scary is mm-hmm. a little more responsibility to take care of myself. Here's <laughs> yeah. crushing tea now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've been looking into like those mouth humidifiers, like those personal, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the you, ones you just basically breathe in. I, I got to do something because, yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot more responsibility. Now I have to take care. Yeah. Uh, Henry and I cold turkey cigarettes. 
now that we're singing. Um, Actually quit. I've been smoking. Hey, congrats. Nice. Thank you. Dude, Dude, it was thank a you. big Henry. A little, little fist bump. <laughs> All right. Okay, Excellent. Now, I think I was like 14, 15 when I started. It's been a rough. Around 18 for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's been a rough journey. And so, but it, it, we were able to cold turkey, I think, because of the pressure of like, oh, uh-huh. shit, I can't be mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes and screaming, you know, uh, for a week straight. That's just not going to work. Um. A couple uh, questions about the uh, tour. Uh, another ahead. thing is that um, a lot of people probably wrongly assume all the time that this, the the singer is the leader of the band, and oftentimes that that's not the case whatsoever. Yeah. But you know, so it does add to pressure. It, it does. It does. And I actually make a point on stage to be like, "Listen, Henry and I are singing. The, all the magic's right here on Shredder. <laughs> right, Everyone just look at Shredder because he's the leader of the band. Yeah, straight up, like, like." Uh-huh. Yes, uh, he's the one to watch for sure. So I definitely <laughs> I feel that and I do push it off a little bit. I do. <laughs> nice. uh, so talking about the tour, how did that tour come together? And did it like did you feel like there was because of the album kind of like blowing up a little bit? Did you feel like crowds were more expecting? It was like crazier, busier, more crowded than you were expecting. Was it what you were expecting? Like how how that all play out? Yeah, I think uh, I'll start with your first question, how it came together. Yeah. Uh, basically, we got added to this festival called Focella in Bowling Green, Ohio, last minute. So fun. Uh, we weren't going to be on it, but then like some big band way better than us. Focella. Yeah, yeah. Focella. Focella. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so some bigger band that's like way better than us ended up dropping. So we filled okay. in for them. Um, and so uh, where, where was it going with this? Yeah, so we had this festival day. Um and yeah, we just planned some dates around it. Riley, the band actually like messaged us and was like, Hey, we're going up here too. And we really like you guys. So uh, mm-hmm. we kind of did that together. Um, and we have been friends with Riley for yeah, years. We yeah. have been playing with them, I think since 2018, 2019, when we were first doing stuff um, just as like the only Oklahoma city emo band. Uh, you know, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where we get lucky in the friends that we make. So it was a no brainer to go with them since they were also on that bill. Yeah. So um, yeah, that all came together. We, basically book the whole thing DIY. It's like the worst experience too. I'm never going to book a <laughs> DIY tour ever again. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Just cause like so many emails and follow-ups that you have to do. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, as far as your second question goes, um, we were kind of already excited. We were like, all right, so we're going to Focella and we're about to drop a record. This is going to be fucking insane. Like at least we hope so. Um, mm-hmm. And it ended up being true. Like a, a lot of the shows we went to, uh, kids were going crazy and uh singing along to the words and you know wow. shouting along so that was like a great feeling we went to focella like a lot of people like we admired and you know looked up to like came up to us and were like hey we really fucking dig that record and we were like this is crazy like uh-huh. um, um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah i think we were kind of expecting some hype but even then our expectations were exceeded um, and it was a wild time yeah, it must be the coolest feeling when you, you know, go to a town you've never been to and you're playing a show and the kids are singing along to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nuts. It really is, especially because, again, like our our the Oklahoma City scene is just a little low vibe. Like there's not a lot of moshing. There's not a lot of crowd surfing. There's not a lot of singing along. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there's like the very well, I'd say like the 10 to 15 very loyal, you know, community sure. members that <laughs> right. you know try to make the show uh, a, a good one. But. But for the most part, that's about as many people I think are committed to the scene as I can think of, like probably 10, 15 familiar faces, maybe. 
Um, and that, you know, that, that doesn't include the local bands that also, you know, we all have a good time. We love right. each other. Right. But then going to these cities like Madison or Springfield, Missouri, the dish pit was insane. Um, where, yeah, these, I mean, like the rooms were, were, what I would call packed, you know, we went from like Mm -hmm. 20 people shows to what, like 40, 50 people show, even, you know, 80 people and one of them. And it was, and everybody was moshing and crowd surfing and singing along. I've never seen so many people pointing at me in my life. (laughs) That was, that was really what got me is when we started getting pointers. I was like, Oh shit. All right. I think we did it. We broke out of our scene. Yeah. And, And I think that's what, yeah, we were expecting to have a really good tour, but I wasn't expecting to actually like kind of get that, that, um, confirmation that we did i think break out of our local scene you know there's that there's always that step did you feel well, like well mark we're, we're when they come back to chicago we're gonna have to make sure we got some pointers there yeah i'm gonna point oh, and mosh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm coming out of retirement i've been moshed in a long time <laughs> yeah. uh did you guys feel ac- added pressure being like oh these rooms are like more fall like shit now we really have to be on our game or are you like always feeling that pressure internally I th- that's a good question. I think, I think the thing with us is, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but I think we're a really <laughs> good live band. Like uh, that's something that I think everyone in the band is, is just like a really good musician. Everyone kind of has everything locked in. So um, in fact, I think that's, that's kind of the way we've always like networked with people is like people won't know us and then they'll play with us and then they'll hear us. Mm-hmm. And oh shit. That is like a river band. And so, when we went to like play at Focella, I think all of us were nervous just because, you know, we're playing in front of these great musicians and like these, this like massive crowd. And so um, we were nervous in that area, but you know, when it came down to it, we had her set down and uh, I think we were able to impress everyone. Yeah. What about you, Henry? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Do you get nervous up there? Um, I think in the first couple of shows, it was a little bit different for me, but like once we, once we started the tour, I think after that, I think it was okay. I think, I started to feel a little bit better about it, especially during Focella. I think that was a really fun time. And like, just like, so the nerves kind of went away like around that time, I would say. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was just, it was such a fun experience for sure. Hopefully that wasn't like the last show on the tour and you're like, crap, now I got to do it again. (laughs) Uh, Do you guys have any shows lined up coming up? We do. Yeah. We've got a couple shows lined up with some fifth wavy bands. Uh, There's this band out of Chicago called Your Arms and My Cocoon. Mm -hmm. that we're playing with on uh august 2nd i believe then on the third it's like a back-to-back double header thing on the third we're playing with uh, teenage halloween and so after that we're kind of taking a break from local shows focusing Mm -hmm. on writing and uh, you know preparing for what's next oh yeah yeah um what would you say is next um yeah how much can we divulge there's what are we allowed to there's some stuff that even has like non-disclosure agreements at this point shit yeah yeah but we're not looking to get you guys sued that's that's that that that's the problem with being on a record label. Suddenly they want to, you know, <laughs> everything secret. Yeah, you guys sold out, man. You sold <laughs> out already. Already, oh, it's a month. I guess we could divulge some stuff. Um, I Sweet. can't say which video game, but we're going to be on a video game. Yeah. Um, wow. And then, uh, damn. Okay. We have a split coming out. Hopefully, I don't know if it's going to be late this year, or early next year, but with some really like good bands that are not from the United States. Wow. Um, and then hopefully we're collabing with an artist that we really like. And so we're kind of just like making music, prepping everything up for that. Yeah. And then am I allowed to say that there might be a possible like tour that's even outside of the country? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Like out. Yeah, we've already got some opportunities coming up in other places. Nice. I've never even left the country before, so it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but well, you but may yeah. enjoy it. Oh, I, I'm excited. Um, before we segue into some Chicago questions, just one last question yeah. for the three of you: Has there been one moment so far since the the album was put out that you guys were like, "Holy shit!" Like a very like surreal moment for you. You said the finger pointing. Yeah, <laughs> finger, finger pointing like your sure. moment. What about you? Edgar? There's a handful of moments. I think, uh, oh, man, I think this is like a, like a smaller thing, but like when we played Madison, Wisconsin, um, that, that was kind of my holy shit moment is like all the finger pointing, all the moshing, literally everyone there was like newer, newer music. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we were, you know, it's like the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, but at the same time, all these kids showed out and have like a blast, like on a Monday night. So that was kind of my moment where I was like, all right, we could, we can do this for a while longer, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel the same way as well. Yeah. yeah. Was it also Madison for you? Yeah. I think Madison, especially. Yeah. I think just that crowd, just that reaction was amazing. Yeah. I think that made me feel like, okay, we can keep doing this longer mm-hmm. and especially going back to Madison. Like I definitely want to go back there for sure. Oh, going, going back to Madison is definitely in the plans. Um, but yeah, I think the finger pointing, I think for me, we played our last show of the tour was with, um, we were able to hop on a bill. It was the Michael Sarah Palin, Oolong and Weather Day uh, mm-hmm. stuff that was going on. And um, Michael Sarah Palin to go full circle for the band. The first time I think we had ever played a show like outside of Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, it was like around 2018. And that's... And, that uh, uh you know the with uh the album oh my god i can't even name their album now what's the album called with the uh, portrait of a of a man sitting on a couch and also the cover the if it makes you happy uh, either way either way they uh uh we were we had jammed that album just the whole car ride uh, uh and you know we were we just we absolutely loved it it was kind of one of our little staples of you know one of our first experiences going out of state and uh to then be able to play with them and have a conversation with them and then you know like straight up just be nice to us and be like hey like you guys are great that was such a sick set and I was like michael sarah palin just told us we had a, a sick set that's oh my god like i think that's so that for me the pointing was good but then playing with some of the bands that we've been listening to for so long i think is is one of the best things that ever happened and, and one of those moments for me for sure yeah that's awesome yeah, um, so now would typically be the part where we're like, Hey, what are you excited about coming to Chicago to do? But you guys had your show canceled, unfortunately. So we'll just go with what were you excited to do when you were in theory coming here? So, um, I, one of you, is it Sam, is it you who's from Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. My family okay. pretty, pretty much, I think, yeah. The entirety of my dad's family still lives in Chicago. Absolutely. Okay, nice. From originally. Yeah. Uh, uh so what is your preference, your guys' preference for thin crust pizza versus like Chicago deep dish? All right. So because <laughs> I'm from Chicago, the fun part is, I think, and I don't know if you, if you guys agree with this, the thin crust is where it's at. I, yeah. I, the deep dish is a tourist gimmick. And uh-huh. I think <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think it's good. Giordano's over Luminati's. Uh, that's okay. me. But I think it's good, but I, it's, it's the gimmick. And if you get like a good thin crust in Chicago, it'll blow the socks off. Oh, Most absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That's a good um, way to say that. I was worried about offending people. No, yeah, you, you <laughs> won't offend <laughs> Chicago. You, you know, you won't offend them if you say the deep dish sucks because yeah. it kind of does. And we got we got that thick skin here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. That too. It's all the we don't wind. like our, our thick crust. We like our thick skin. Uh, <laughs> so 
you know, you guys being emo musicians and and some Chicago has played some pretty important role in that in that scene, oh, especially yeah. Midwest emo. Uh, what do you guys think of when you think of Chicago? Like, is there something unique about that scene you think of? Uh, what, what are your, your thoughts about the city and the music scene in general? I think as far as like past bands, definitely. I mean, Edgar, you know, mentioned Grown Ups and, and, and there has been some incredible bands coming out of Chicago. I love, oh my God, I, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who does all of, you know, like the Pet Symmetry and Into It Over It. Evan Weiss. Mm. Yes, yeah. Weiss. Weiss. Yes, yeah. Um, absolutely like oh some of my favorite stuff comes from him so he's big influence and, and of course from chicago some i think the people who really got us out of our shell the first time arcadia gray um is also mm-hmm. okay. you know, out of chicago they were the first mm-hmm. people who who asked us to do any type of like you know leg uh, uh with them and, and so that was our first thing we did in march this year um so yeah, i think they, them they opened yeah. for uh snow Ellet, um a month or so ago yes yeah oh i, I love snow Ellet too but yeah um uh so i also think of them just because they're such close friends and mm-hmm. i think uh you know uh obviously i think of my family i don't know what do you think mm-hmm. i don't know just generic stuff like the cubs mark's a white Sox fan yeah there you go there you go but then I, as far as the music scene knows yeah so the funny part is you know they're like they're canceled now i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about them feel free to edit this part out um but you know like the orwells were a big thing for me mm-hmm. uh in in high school into college and mm-hmm. and you know all my cousins would send me you know sure. uh, uh shows you know videos of shows they would go to you know the orwells were doing house shows back then and stuff and mm-hmm. and so i it chicago funny enough because of my family and because i was seeing the scene back in like you know 2012 mm-hmm. to 2014 ish like the you know the alternative rock scene there i was amazed by how awesome those shows look and i was like fuck i gotta get out to chicago mm-hmm. like, i gotta play <laughs> chicago this is nuts um, and so, yeah, I, I think it, it, even though, you know, I haven't lived there in a long time and, and I only go to visit now, it still is definitely a huge part of, I think, uh, where we get our drive from just wanting to be, you know, try to make our own scene like that. Like I yeah. see in those videos, you know, I have from, from so long ago. Hell yeah. Henry, how about you? Um, for Chicago, I've only, for like local shows, I think those are really cool. Like I, I saw a band called, um, they're not around anymore. The happy. All right. They were from Dallas and I saw them touring there and like, just for a show in Dallas, like they got so much support there. And like, that was really telling. Like, I think Chicago just has a really like tight knit scene that like people like to go to shows to especially. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mark, uh, I'm, I'm thinking we need to put together a, like a double bill with uh, Ben quad and snow. Wallet. I'm, that I'm would be awesome. You guys in? Yeah, Snow is sick. Please do. Please. All right. We'll talk about it off. We'll work on it. Yeah. You can definitely get yeah. it going. Um, yeah. what are you guys been listening to lately? Uh, pool kids. Pool kids, pool kids, pool kids. Pool kids. Pool kids. Um, uh, still listening to Carly Cosgrove yeah, a whole that. lot. Um, they put out, I think, my album of the year as far as the email goes. Um uh, so Carly Cosgrove, I don't know. Uh, Chat, Henry, pile. Chat Pile's been releasing some crazy. If y'all like some, you know, kind of weirder, harder stuff, Chat Pile out of Oklahoma goes super hard. Um, Henry, what have you been listening to? Um, um, I don't know. Chat Pile is great as well. And like, um, personally, like my album of the year is like from a band called Black Country New Road. Their their, yes. made, their album is that's mine so too. Good. So yeah. good. <laughs> it is. We played that on uh, while we were driving, didn't we? Uh, it's just so cathartic. It's just such a good listen. <laughs> Yeah, it it's is. like I'm so interested. So their lead singer left. Like I know, and like I've been seeing their live videos from like recently. It seems like they're they got their songs like set. Especially, I think their next album is gonna be really good. 
because they don't play I, anything from their old material now. That's that's what I heard. I heard that yeah. they're like on to the next thing, and I respect mm-hmm. the hell out of that. Um, very cool. So we're gonna end it with um our favorite question. Uh, and if you if you don't drink alcohol, we'll just go with your favorite NA drink. But we're big purveyors of cheap drinks around here. Like, give me like a PBR, a High Life a rolling rock bottle and I'm good to go. What are your guys' favorite cheap drinks? Oh, I think Sam is kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hands. Oh, there we go. That's a hell of a good beer. Hands. Uh, Edgar's uh, uh, partner lives up in where, uh, Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. So every time, so we literally stock up on hams every time he goes up to Nebraska. So uh. you go check out our kitchen. We've just got some, some, you know, cubes getting ready to get put Sweet. in the fridge. Um, hell yeah yeah hams for yeah, sure hams is where it's at okay Henry, what about you are you still hams or i know pbr is also you know, no yeah i think my go-to has always been pbr it's just yeah it works every man. time <laughs> <laughs> i'd say like after water and diet coke i've probably had pbr the most of any other <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh. oh that's so funny nice. i should be proud of that or not <laughs> uh guys so amazing talking to you is there anything you would like to plug on your way out yeah oh man didn't think um, that through. yeah check out the new album yeah yeah, yeah listen to our yeah. album on scare that's all there is yes. um, it's out on streaming everywhere yep. yes uh, besides that big things coming soon yep um uh let's see ian cohen write something already please Just he quit tweeted about you guys yeah um, we we keep yeah. uh we keep bringing him up but he hasn't listened to us yet <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe this is the one. This is the one. Exactly. Ian, right. Please listen. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really. know. I think uh, uh, definitely. You know, our our friends listen to to you know bands like uh, Arcadia Sunfo. Gray, Sunfo, Riley, mm-hmm. the motherfucking Pink. band. Um, you know, Arcadia Gray, of course. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just keep no. an eye out. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna take a break from local stuff. We're gonna write a bunch, and then we're gonna do a whole lot of touring. So just yeah, keep a lot an eye of touring. Out. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, well, it's so wonderful meeting you guys. So, yeah, thank, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll we'll get that show going. Yes, that's, that sounds yeah, sick. Just hit us up. It was so nice <laughs> meeting y'all. Thank y'all for having us. Seriously. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. us. Thanks so much for listening today. We are no wristbands. We drink for free. Music, of course, has been provided by Merlin Wall. Please check them out on Spotify or on Bandcamp. Please also subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at No Wristbands and check out our website at NoWristbands.com.